I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Gone one o'clock on Sunday, the Go Radio Football Show. Glasgow's newest radio station. Thanks for making the switch. We're on every evening, five till seven, and we're on at the weekends this is the final league season of this year Rangers crowned as champions yesterday and finishing up 25 points clear I'm just watching here where Kelly are two up against Hamilton Motherwell one up on Ross County as we go into the second half and St Mirren Dundee United nil-nil Mark Guidi's watching it so too is Barry Ferguson Barry a chance here for Hamilton yep a free kick for Scott McMahon young Scott McMahon I had him at um, oh he's that's about 20 yards over the over the bar I had them at Clyde as a, a young 17 year old right. Scott McMahon yep I had him in loan for a month always seen a potential that he could um, go and, and play at a high level and it's great as I said we were speaking before the break I love to see young players come through and Scott McMahon's went on to become a, a real important player for Hamilton Ackies and one of the things this year compared to a couple of years ago Barry when you look we've qualified during this season for the Euros and there's so many good young players coming through and you know we know the Andy Robertsons the Kieran Tierneys but there are more and more there's a depth now to the talent coming through for Scotland Yep I, I think there's a, a number of good young players coming through at various clubs Paul um, you're talking about left backs Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson I think we've got a, a future top player Doigget at Hibs mm-hmm. I really yeah. like him every time I watch him um, he just impresses me um, and physically as the months go on you can see him getting stronger and growing into his body I think he's going to be a top player and I've I seen a bit in the papers today that Arsenal are keeping an eye on him right. what does that mm-hmm. mean? does that mean that maybe Kieran Tierney can um, is, is, is our clubs looking at Kieran Tierney? wouldn't um, surprise you would he, it? He, for yeah. me Kieran mm-hmm. Tierney's Scotland's best player mm-hmm. um, could he get a move? but what you mentioned there about young players you've got Alan McCannis and Johnson you've got my young nephew Lewis at Aberdeen You've got Doigat, um, Hibs, and I can go on and on. There's a, a number of young players. Um, so Lewis, future, Lewis, will be, Lewis will be getting attention. I know he's had attention. I'll for, be honest for, with you, Matt. I think it's time for Lewis yeah. to maybe look at going the next step. Yeah. Um, he's been at Aberdeen now for I think three years. Um, he's played a lot of games. He's played week in, week out. He looks ready for it, doesn't it? I think he's he ready. looks ready for a step up. Yep, yep. He, he's ready. Listen, Aberdeen have done brilliant for him. There's no doubt about it. He's improved since he's been up there. Certainly under. Derek McInnes and I know for a fact he loved playing under Derek maybe now yeah. Yeah, maybe now is the time for Lewis to maybe look to take that next step would you think take it now obviously it depends if Aberdeen what kind of bid do we get in and if they want to sell him but would it, would it maybe say would you want stay for four or five months try and learn a bit off of Scott Brown and then look at it in, in, in January do you think the time's right I think now? the time's right look, it's, uh, it would be good for him there's no doubt about it um, picking a player like Scott Brown's um, mind because uh, of what he's done over his career in terms of winning trophies and the pressures and mm-hmm. and the demands that he's been put under but I, I think for Lewis's career long term I think now he's ready because as I said maybe different if he was in and out of the team and, but he's been a regular now for three seasons yeah. he's played week in week out he's played in big games mm-hmm. um, so I do think it may be time for, for Lewis to 
to maybe go and take that next step. I think as well, if, you know, I'm sure he'll get even if he does leave Aberdeen in the summer. If he's if he's sold, he'll get a few weeks to to work with Scott Brown. I could imagine Lewis Ferguson and Scott Brown really hitting it off together. You know, I think they would really, you know, even off the part as well, Barry. Yeah. I think they'd be, you know, Barry. Um, you could see Scott Brown really wanting to help him. You could see Lewis want to tap into um, yeah, Scott Brown as well. Yeah, a lot of people look at it because there's a few ding dongs yeah. in the Aberdeen Celtic. Yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, Lewis is right up for it. Mm-hmm. Scott Brown's that type of character as well. Um, but see, off the pitch, Lewis, Lewis wants to learn, mm-hmm. and that's what you want to see for young players. Um, players. Young players pick experienced players' brains and see what how they've achieved things in their in their career and there's no doubt they would hit it off. But I just think in terms of Lewis as his career for his career, sorry, I do think it it may be time for him to go financially for yeah. Aberdeen, um, Paul. We know because you know how much cash is king now with, with everything that's gone on in the world in the past mm-hmm. you know year fifteen months. So listen, if you were speaking to me this time last year a, a year ago. I'd have said Aberdeen, I think they could have commanded £3 million for Lewis Ferguson. Yeah. Now, not that I'm saying he's, he's, he's no. not the player that he was, I don't mean it, but I mean financially now, yeah. I think you could, I think you could, and it would be a steal, a million and a half. Ross County have equalised and it's Ian Vigers after 49 minutes, so game on for Ross County. Motherwell won, Ross County won, and that means that at the moment, Ross County stay in the Premiership and Kelly, despite being two up at Hamilton, would have to go to the playoffs. Yep, I said that. See that 10 minutes Yogi mm. would have had with his players that would have been probably his most important 10 minutes as a manager he's been in and he's obviously told them a few home truths mm. which sometimes you've got to do certainly the position that, that Ross County are in and Ian Vigers who's the captain yep. he's led for the front and he's got that mm. equaliser You said that who's going to come out I'd love to have heard his half-time team talk you couldn't have it on air I could, imagine, <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine what it was like That's what you need you need yeah. someone like him your captain to step up 1-1 Mark Yep and uh, Ian Vigers who used to play for Motherwell um, yep. as well so he knows for Park um, well he would have um, enjoyed that so you know it's now over to, to Graham Alexander and Yogi too so what, what do they do do we just sit just Ten minutes, just get ourselves to an hour, and then look. Or do they push with a bit of momentum if they've got Motherwell on the back foot? Just go and try and get the the the, the second goal and just kill it because I couldn't see Motherwell getting two goals. No, not getting two more to to go sure. and them three two. For Killy, they obviously want to get another one just to make sure. Could you imagine that if because uh, at the moment it's Ross County who are safe, but yeah. they lose a goal in the last minute. Mm-hmm. and they lost a couple of goals so, you know a draw is no use to come out they need to get a convincing win it's a good yeah. point Mark makes Yogi's got a does he go and he sit back and then you invite Motherwell on top of you I don't think Yogi's that type of manager No, I think Yogi's yeah. with the mindset is right do you know what we've got a goal let's go and get another goal I think that's the best that's the be- best way for Ross County to go um, and it, as you say if you've watched Yogi Hughes' teams over the years mm. They're teams that go and try and win games. Good football teams, but they'll go and try and win it, I think. Good chat Sunday lunchtime. So, yep, you get the Sunday roast on later. Yet this time yesterday. Mince and tatties. Yeah, the mince and tatties today, is it? This time yesterday, we were on with uh, John Hartson and Stephen Craigan uh, oh, the on team, the man. show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big John will get you there. Um, but we had some good crack. But we I said cu- it was a cup of tea, John wanted a cup of tea. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Suddenly, this caught me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mention the guy from Canada who was on on Friday night. (laughs) Uh, So, Motherwell won, Ross County won. Come on, two up at Hamilton. What's that? Big John, great. He gives it everything, doesn't he? He's good. What a he was as well. He must have been some opponent. Uh, He he was. I mean, I've been on the show a few times. He's one of the players that you knew. 
you were in for a game. Um, I think if you asked Big Ammo and, and Craig Moore, you had Larson, you had Sutton, but John Hartson as well. I mean, three of them top quality. Listen, Larson was in a different level. There's and that's no what John said yesterday. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt about it. Listen, he, he was in a different level, but John Hartson just wasn't he a big um, centre-forward who could bang people about. Technically, John Hartson was really good as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Top player, top player, yeah. top guy as well. Went yeah. through a lot. Oh, he's been through a lot. His cancer battle. Yeah, and fair play to him, he's, he's come through it. Yep. Um, yeah, he had a I, few, right few battles. Mm-hmm. Where him, kick him and run. He's too big. <laughs> <laughs> that was my motto. <laughs> he came in, he said, Hi Paul, it's great to see you. Oh, it's Willie. He thought it was Lord Hockey. He said, What's the difference? I said, About a billion. <laughs> he did. It was dark when he came in at that point. But he was actually the humility of him. And I'm thinking about Stephen Gerrard all season saying, Stay humble at Rangers. And then they've, they've got it. Not just because of that. But he said that in that chair yesterday. He said, No, no. Larson was a legend. Billy McNeil was a legend. Jimmy Johnson. I'm not a legend. Chris Sutton, not a legend. You know, we were, and it's lovely to be called that. He said, but I know. He said, I think I'm a legend the way I battled cancer twice and the brain, uh, the brain surgery that he came right. through. But I thought that was great for him to say, no, no, we're not legends. I think we're pretty good players. But Henrik Larson was the legend I, I, I of this say era. Pretty good. Yeah. I'd say that. Very good. Very good. Well, that's coming from you. That's, Aye. yeah, that's, and good. yeah. I keep going back to it and I've been asked this many a times. That late 90s, early 2000s, um, both that Celtic team and Rangers team um, the players that were involved yeah, in yeah. their games were top players top top players I'm talking and about do you know what yeah. the greatest respect to the current Rangers yeah. the current champions and the current Celtic team mm-hmm. when you're talking about that team you know from from Advocate and McLeish yeah. from from you know Martin O'Neill and the lesser extent in the early days of Gordon Strachan proper mm-hmm. I mean that was proper I mean that was See, when I look back, Matt, players, I, you know? I was so lucky to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. Privileged yep. to, to go on the part and play with the guys I played at Rangers, but also come up against mm-hmm. top players. Mm-hmm. Um, and both the players back then could have easily, at that time, go down to the English Premier League of course. and yeah. played mm-hmm. top six. Rangers sold them the dream, didn't they? That, that they did. When they elevated Rangers, then the late 80s but you know into the 90s. I loved about both of them, no matter who was in best form, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if you were in a great run of 10 games unbeaten and maybe Celtic had won seven and, and lost three or, or drew a couple and vice versa. It didn't matter on that day. It was who was... Um, you could sense after five or ten minutes. You, you, you think back to that, you know, apart from, from Barry, you know, Van Bronckhurst, mm. two guy, Albert, even Claudia Arania. Newman. You know, Newman. Yeah. Craig Moore. Michael Andy Moles. you know, yep. Michael Moles. Neil McCann when he was on it was was mm-hmm. fantastic. You know, Gabby uh, Amato, Stefan Kloss. Mm-hmm. You know, then you look at Celtic, Neil Lennon, Stan Petrov, Alan Thompson, Bobo Baldi, you know, Paul Lambert, Champions mm-hmm. League uh, when I know and you think back to those days. Great days. Didi Agat. Didi Agat. What Didi an Didi Agat, grand. Yeah. I'll tell you something. See when I played in their games, Arthur Newman against Didi Agat was one of the, <laughs> yeah. to actually be on the pitch and be so close to that battle was it like both were machines mm-hmm. Arthur wanted to take him obviously forward Didi Agat done the, well he'd he done his job well going back but he wanted to go oh, forward that bombed. was a yeah. always really mm-hmm. enjoyed that battle mm-hmm. look the midfield battle was brilliant but that battle between the two mm-hmm. was um, was brilliant to watch because you had Neil McCann yep. on that side as well yep. Neil McCann for me 
Always in my top 11. Stephen's been on Aye, the socials. Terry, is he? Yeah. Oh, yes, he oh, said yeah. that before. Yeah. You were, you were I, listening somewhere else at that point. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with you, Mark. Great quality. Uh-huh. Old school winger, Terry was. Um, but see when it came to a battle. Oh, aye. Well, well, he could handle himself, take care of himself, couldn't he? I, yeah. I, I loved him. He fiery. I, I love, I love players like that. Real <laughs> fiery, wee, fiery yep. um, character. Terry was, was it wee Terry. Was it wee Terry and Fernando? Though what was the one? Was like there was a right good scrap one day. Training. Oh, Terry's been in a scrap with a few. Uh huh. Yeah. He's been in a scrap. I can imagine. And that was a good right. battle, Jackie McNamara and Terry as well. Mm-hmm. And great pals as well, the yep. two of them. Yep. Right, I want to ask you a question. First of all, let's just uh, remind everyone, Motherwell and Ross County are still 1-1. Motherwell took the lead early through Sam Foley. Ian Vigers uh, equalised about five minutes ago. We're about uh, 15 minutes into the second half. So at the moment, Ross County would be safe in the Premiership. Killy are still two up. Mitch Pinnock, two goals in the first half. One early on, one just before half-time. And St Mirren Dundee United, a bit like St Johnson Livy yesterday, nothing continues to happen. Uh, Mark, we've got a question here about Barry. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen has been on from Lanarkshire on the social saying, mm-hmm. we are talking about valuations earlier on and how much Ryan Kemp would be. Uh, John McGinn, Jack Grealish. How much Barry Ferguson at, say, age 26, 27? Well, what Barry, would he today? So, what, you're, you're going back to yep. um, 03, 04, 05 mm-hmm. and I've lucky enough to, to work in, in, in around uh, Europe with Rangers and, and the yeah. Champions League Barry he's moving about that time down to Blackburn mm-hmm. Rovers um, Was it 7 million? Yeah yep. 7 mm-hmm. million what would Barry be well with the, with the greatest respect to, to John yep. McGinn mm-hmm. and I like John sure. a lot of time for him yeah. a great player if we're talking about comfortably 40 million mm-hmm. for John McGinn nowadays Jack Grayson so I would say Barry's got to be um, upwards of £50 million pounds all day long in mm. the £60 million pound bracket for sure mm-hmm. absolutely Mark Goody's been a great signing for here isn't he? he has hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he I'm wants to be your agent bit, yeah, I know no, it's being absolutely I'm being realistic £7 million and when was that? 2000... Yeah, yeah, nearly 20 years yeah, ago um, it's 2002 or something isn't it? yep yeah. virtually 20 years the money is um, going crazy but that well, look, if, be... if we, if we but, look now what's your biggest transfer fee from out of Scotland? 25 million for Kieran Tierney, Tierney. Yeah. Yep. so Barry you think back to Barry and his heyday Paul mm. we watched him every week week in week yep. out running Rangers mm. from the age of 20 years old 21 mm. years old when Dick came in and mm. Arthur Newman took him under his wing yep. um, captain at 22 or whatever it was then if Kieran Tierney's 25 million again I like Kieran Tierney he's a top player and Barry's right probably the best player that we've got just now the best Scottish player um, so if Kieran Tierney's 25 I would say Barry would be at least 30 then mm-hmm. 35 leaving this country yes and but then once, once you, you go, get down there yeah. mm-hmm. playing with, with, with Van Dijk Rovers, yeah. yeah exactly absolutely yeah, I mean, you look long. at Kieran I mean 25 million I know it's different because you come yeah. into Scotland yeah. but Kieran what, what would you have to pay for a Kieran Tierney yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking what 60, 70 million quid mm-hmm. for Kieran I, Tierney mm-hmm. yeah. I don't care what anybody says if somebody wants to phone in and argue about it for me I'm like everybody I've watched him at Arsenal he's Arsenal's top player yeah He's not just Scotland's top player. Mm-hmm. He's so important to Mikel Arteta. Um, you look, he was out injured there for what, four or five weeks? Mm-hmm. Only trained that week straight in the team. Yeah. That's how important he is. He's a tank, isn't he? An absolute yeah. you, you look I'll be honest with you, Mark. Yeah. See, see at Celtic, I was like, he's very good. Mm-hmm. And you always have that question, Mark, how you can adapt when you go down. Because he's a homeboy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He likes Lanarkshire boy, yeah. yep, Lanarkshire yeah. boy, his family. How can he adapt? He, is, can he get used to it? Tesco oh. ambassador, aye, Celtic <laughs> daft, isn't <But> he? My, <laughs> my God, honestly, yeah. he's he's went up 
I, I say a level. I, I, I'm talking two or three levels. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit like when you left Rangers, though. So many people are like, well, Barry Ferguson leaving Rangers. They couldn't believe it. They weren't happy about it. They don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It's, it's different now, though. I suppose there's such a gulf between Rangers, Celtic, and, you know, an Arsenal or a Chelsea or a Leicester or whoever. In fact, yeah. anybody in the Premiership. No, we, we, we just five minutes ago, we were rhyming yeah. off 12, 15, 20 names there yeah. from the old film yeah. teams 20 years ago. Now you think about it, you know, Ronald De Boer could have signed for Man United, <laughs> but he chose to come and sign for Rangers. By the way, from Barcelona. <laughs> you know, Say again. You know, See, for so people just, if you're, you know, you under 20, you'd be like, what? Aye. This is what happened you know, not that long ago. Frank De came and played there, yeah, and I know he was only there for four or five months. Now, were you at Blackburn at the time? Yep. Aye, because yeah. it was pre-year 2004. Yeah. But I remember in that four months, I mean, Frank De Boer is one of the the best central defenders I've ever seen. I think probably, from what I've watched, the best central defender I've ever seen in Scottish football. Was and he? he was only there yeah. for four months. Wow. And he played in a struggling Rangers team, Celtic. Mm-hmm. Battered Rangers that season, he won the mm-hmm. title. But Frank De Boer was sensational. I mean, the, the names that he's rhyming off there, a, a great chance for Pinnock to get his hat-trick there at the back post. Great Chris tackle. Burke. Yep. yep. Great ball for Chris Burke, Pinnock. Um, ready to put in the back of net but a great tackle from the, the Hamilton defender but in terms of the names that I played with and, and the Celtic players I played against you're missing out other players like Kanidja Maravchek yeah Kanidja played in World Cups yeah. Maravchek never knew Claudio. anything I mean yeah. we spoke to him on the show three, great, f- wasn't three or four yeah. months ago I never even knew who this guy was mm-hmm. he came and then in an old firm game I remember the uh, Celtic got a corner. I think it big Oz had tackled. He went and <laughs> he took a corner of his right foot. We won. Obviously, we knocked out for a corner the opposite mm-hmm. side. He goes across and then takes up his left, <laughs> left foot. And I'm thinking he was special, wasn't he? I yeah, think it was three hundred grand. Yeah. grand. Wow. Um, and he was ridiculed. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Joe was ridiculed right. for side. And he, he was, was what thirty-three or something. And people say, oh, "Why are you buying this guy yeah. at 32, 33 yeah. What's a guy like Kenidia who yeah. went to Dundee? Obviously, under Benetti. Claudio Kenidia played for Dundee. Dundee. I, I tell you, we signed <laughs> him. Dick signed him, and he came. And oh, oh my God, I could not believe how good Kenidia was at his age, physically best physique I've seen in a footballer as well. He looked really skinny on the pitch. Take his top off, honestly built so well but what a quality guy and what a quality player I mean he played with a guy who had played at the top World Cup played, played with Maradona <laughs> just looking at is that, is that Chris Boyd up there in the stand after yesterday's <laughs> celebrations and uh, you can't see but the smile and the new teeth because he's got the mask <laughs> on there um, but he obviously enjoyed yesterday with Ali and uh, Stephen Gerrard you know doused in the champagne afterwards and of course Morelos was at the heart of that you could see yeah. it, it was someday for that team to just let off some steam but you know what you, you've mentioned Ali yeah and he was Barry's assistant uh, manager yep. um, at Rangers in, in Scotland but so you know I was really pleased for Ali McCoy yesterday Paul because you know, he was on that journey back, yeah yep. you know he was away back at the start and everything that he had to go through and, and we'll, we'll never even know the, the half of it but you think of him and, and Ian Gerrard which should have been a great time for them taking over from Walter Smith the stability that Walter had left behind and then obviously it became a car crash you know mm. just everything that happened but I was I was kept, I was pleased for, for Ali McCoy yesterday I think him and the, I know Ian Gerrard the brilliant guy Kenny McDowell who's there as well a lot of time for mm. Kenny um, That's a good those point. guys yeah. would just have a nice wee moment to themselves too and just to see Rangers back where they've reached yesterday um, you know, those yep. guys have, have played I'm, their part I, I, I'm with you um, 
Can down to League Two. Now a lot of people will say about the wages that were getting paid, all that nonsense, but they went down and they mm. they worked hard and they were part of the journey. Mm-hmm. They were people I hope don't forget that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ali McCoist, Ian Durant, he was my hero growing up, Ian Durant. What what, what a player Coiste, what a goal scorer, and obviously coach Kenny McDowell. So I hope people don't forget the, the road that and the journey that they guys started. No change elsewhere, we're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Big news coming in from Fir Park. There's been a goal and it's Michael Gardine for Ross County. So Ross County looking good for them. They're 2-1 against Motherwell and that means it looks as though they could stay and would stay firm in the Premiership and Kilmarnock at the moment, two up against Hamilton. It looks as though it won't be enough because uh, so they'll play Dundee on Thursday of this week and then uh, there's two games it's home and away isn't it in the playoffs as well but listen stay tuned we're on till three anything could happen or do you think it's going to be too much of a mountain for I've mother will got it in them I guess uh, I mean, you never, at home you could never rule Motherwell um, out probably they're trying to finish best of the rest with, with St Mirren uh, drawing just now as well so it's there for Motherwell to mm. go and try and um, do it so no don't, don't rule anything out 20 minutes to go Kilmarnock can't do any more they can only control their game and they've got their job done they've got the three points it's now about what Ross County do and credit to them if Ross County see this through being a goal down at half time it's uh, quite a turnaround so credit mm. to John Hughes and the players well do you know what it's um, jumping out of me character mm-hmm. that's yeah. shown real good character um, being one down it's in their hands and as I said that 10 minutes that Yogi's had with him um, I'm sure he's he said a few home truths and he's done what he expects the players have responded um, and two of the probably most well two of the most experienced players in the, the Ross County uh, dressing room yep. um, Viger's the captain and Gardine who's um, been about for so long um, good quality players so listen what a turnaround that is and fair play to Ross County because they've shown that they're ready to scrap and fight for their survival in SPFL. And they had a tough decision to make, didn't they, at the turn of the year because Stuart Kettlewell had done a great job for them. Mm. It was going the wrong way and they went for uh, John Hughes. And if this stays this way, he's doing the job that he was brought in I'll to be do. honest with you, I think John Hughes should be always involved. I, I love listening to him. Um, yeah. I think he's a a top manager and it's shown the job that he's done. Um, they've, they've been a bit of a hit and a miss this mm. season. Sometimes they've been really good Sometimes away from home they've struggled. Um, but on a whole, he's got a good team up there. And John Hughes is a top manager. Kel Lafferty down in the box. Mark, penalty. you've been watching it. Penalty, yeah, penalty for Kelly. Yeah, yep. yeah. And I think uh, Martin, the, the, the Hamilton Aki's defender, maybe fortunate not to get a red card, but anyway, the, the damage you've mm-hmm. done, the, the points in the bag, but this is just a chance to to, to make the, the margin mm-hmm. even wider for uh, Kilmarnock. I love that what Kyle Lafferty's just done. He's gave the, he was a penalty yeah. taker. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's gave Pinnock the opportunity um, to get a hat trick, so he just got to take it. <laughs> fair, fair play yeah. to Kyle Lafferty. Listen, yeah. centre forwards are, are are desperate to score goals, but he sees an opportunity for Pinnock to get his hat trick. He steps up, and the keeper saves it. So, um, Laff should have probably have took <laughs> he it. He should have taken it. So that was a real blunder by Kyle Lafferty. Why would you be so nice? Uh, no, it's listen, penalties. It's, it's a lottery. It's twenty minutes to go. Yep. They're two up. Then you can understand why. You know, had it been nil nil. I'm yeah. sure Kyle Lafferty would have, would have stood up but uh, Mitch Pinnock it's a shame for him because uh, it was a chance to get a hatchet but you never know he might still get one a, a chance to go and get uh, another goal there's still mm-hmm. plenty of time but it's really now it's all eyes on Fur Park to see if Motherwell can get a couple of goals but I think that's going to be 
too big an ask although at the moment if Motherwell just even get one goal and get level pegging mm-hmm. they'll finish to, uh, top of the, the bottom half of the table Motherwell TV, they'll be getting uh, plenty of subscriptions this afternoon yeah. because this is uh, where it's at now. There's Kill Lafferty just going uh, up. Still Kelly piling on pressure and another goal wouldn't do them any harm whatsoever. You never know. As you said, Motherwell still got something to play for. They want to yeah. you know, be the best of the rest in the bottom half of the Premiership. Yesterday, Glasgow was... Uh, it was Rangers. Uh, Rangers 4-0 against Aberdeen. Uh, the Rangers' success here is the skipper speaking about that unbeaten run. Yeah, it's on- Unbelievable! Like we, we worked hard in pre-season uh, to be relentless at the, at the back, and even even the top boys, you know, everyone worked so hard for the team. Even if it's subs coming on the pitch, you see the impact today. Jermaine came on, he's got himself a goal, and it's just something that's been a collection of this season. To go unbeaten, you know, it'll, it'll obviously it'll be the, it's a legacy now that all the boys will have. And he spoke about the journey. It's been a hell of a journey. I, I, you know, it's been a hell of a journey. You know, it's been had its ups and downs, and I've always wanted to uh, get my hands on this trophy and to do it as captain. You know, it's you know I'm really lost for words, and I'm just so proud of what the boys and the club have done this season, and the fans that have stuck by us all year. You know, like it's been a tough time for everybody, but you know we've really dug our heels in, and this is what it's all about. And this is just a taste of what's more to come. Taste of more to come and it's the Champions League next for them. Just looking to see any changes back so far today. Was that a replay? Yeah, no, but I'm just what I was watching Tommy Wright there. He's he's um he pulled his phone out his um pocket there. I'm sure he's checking. Um probably what's going on, yeah. Go radio app just to check what's happening. What he's got to do is command they've just got to focus on themselves and make sure they get the three points and then see what happens. Um Across the road at Fir Park. Yep, Dundee United down to 10 men. Jamie Robson has gone off serious foul play in 71 minutes. Ross County are 2-1 up at Motherwell. And that's the, the score that really counts. Uh, Kelly are two up at Hamilton, although they missed a penalty a few moments ago. Pinnock could have got his hat-trick. Mark, what are you thinking? No, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Ross County are going to um, survive. I think they're going to do it. So it'll be Kilmarnock against Dundee, Dens Park, um, first of all. And then, you know, I'm just thinking as well, Paul, uh, my mind keeps wandering to the to the Euros and mm. Wednesday, Steve Clark announcing mm. um, his squad and you know with twenty six places, twenty three outfield players um, available. It's going to be interesting to see um, who he goes for because I, I think we could all probably pick nineteen or twenty of the outfield players, just three or four places up for grabs. And there's been a few injuries, Kenny McLean. Yeah, got a bad one yeah. down at Norwich. Um, I don't know if any of watched young Billy Gilmer. I think it was last week against Man City. Yep. yep. Lovely footballer. You love him. He's a, he's a yeah, great player, isn't ah, he? He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a top player. Um, he, he, he really interesting is. Interesting to see. Uh, has he played enough football? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But you've got to try and promote top young players. Sure. And for me, he's... Um, I'd take him, Barry. Yeah, I just love watching him. You know what I love about him? He'll take the ball in any situation. Yeah under pressure give me the ball he demands it mm. and he can go and run games and you see with the players who's playing at Chelsea yeah, sure. you're, you're talking about top top players yeah. he dictates to them yep. he's, he's not phased at no, all he's not and I, I love that in him and look I, I would I would take him no doubt in my mind about that Mark do you agree you yeah would take I, would, I, would, I would take uh, but listen, I'm, and David Turnbull yes I would take yep. David Turnbull I'd take James Forrest mm-hmm. um, 
He was on the bench yesterday, but that was he yeah, came on. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched him in, in midweek live against St John's. He was lively, Paul. He was great. You know, he's looking sharp. He's fresh. So yeah, I would take um, James Forrest. I think probably the, the the biggest one for me is Nathan Patterson. Right. What would you do? Would, um, he's obviously very, missed very, the last yeah, two weeks. Very yeah. very tempted mm-hmm. to take him. I, I, again, I would I would take Nathan yeah. Patterson. Paul. Mm-hmm. I would I would have him in the squad. For the experience he will gain by being in the yeah, squad and, as well, and, and he, he might, might play. He might just need him. Yeah, well, look at him with Rangers in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, again, nothing phases him. Um, so, yeah, Nathan Patterson for me, I would take him. Hamilton coming forward, trying to inflict some damage on Kelly. Kelly are two up, and the key game is Motherwell are uh, trailing to Ross County at Fir Park two one. But anything could happen in the next 15, 20 minutes, Barry. You're thinking about the Euros. Yeah, yeah. Listen, James Forrest is um, a cert for me mm-hmm. got to be yep. um, Turnbull Billy Gilmer um, Nathan Patterson Kevin Nisbet mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. yep. he again I've seen um, I think it was John Collins had mentioned that he, that he doesn't think he, he works hard enough <laughs> or whatever but for me I, I think he's a mm. I think he's a top talent I think he's going to get better and better and again it's a great story where you get released from Partick Thistle and you go down you go down the leagues and Showing that he's got a good um, worth it, uh, work ethic. He's worked hard. He's went through the divisions and he's been great for Hibs. Disappointing to not get that move. He was out of the team for, I think, three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And that shows me he's got a good mindset. The young Could, lad, he, he's come back strong and scored a few goals. Could and he, he be at Celtic next season? Do you think Celtic would go for him? I, I, look, I think they would be crazy, both Rangers and mm-hmm. Celtic, not, not looking mm-hmm. at a Kevin Nisbet. I'll be honest with you. Yep. Saha has scored for Palace so it's 2-2 now what do you think of that Kevin Nisbet Rangers or Celtic next season yeah why why, why not you know um, he knows his way about this league he, he can score goals you know, when you think back again we're going back 15-20 years but yeah. when you've got goal scorers like that I, I think they can step up so if you look at the classic example Chris Boyd commanded mm. to Rangers 400 grand whatever he got for Rangers more than 100 goals Scott McDonald Motherwell to Celtic 600 grand handled it no problem so if you've got Kevin Nisbet uh, available he's been linked with Celtic I, I do think that for sure he will be on a list of names presented to Eddie Howe um, to look at and go and do his, his homework on so it wouldn't surprise me if Kevin Nisbet ends up at Celtic in the uh, summer you, you'd always think a gamble sure. every signing's a gamble yeah. no, mo- no matter if you're paying a million quid or five million quid um, but I think players that Kevin Nisbet are worth the gamble mm-hmm. I really do. If it doesn't work out, you're always going to get your money back. There's always going to be clubs interested in him. I just like him. I, I think he's got all the attributes um, to be a really good centre forward. Nisbet. If you pay five million quid for Albina Yeti, why not take Kevin Nisbet at two and a half or three yeah. or whatever it's going to be? What did they get back for Klamala? Of course, you don't know for they sure, don't know. do you? They yeah. got what they've paid yeah. and they've got their money. Listen, if, if they have got their money back, my God, what a bit of business. Um, that is because he only showed really one kind of thing that was a goal against St John's a really good finish good strong powerful play but mm. um, again Paul's back to the point you can only buy so many two three million pound strikers yeah. and eventually you know you know one out of five or one out of six or what but that's why if Celtic are, are serious in the new season and I'm sure they will be if they are options to go and get somebody in eight nine ten million pounds you know a real marquee signing mm. a proper striker they've got to go and do that 
certainly have let's hear more from Stephen Gerrard uh, on the trophy lift yesterday it feels good um, it's been a while since I've had the smell of champagne <laughs> I think everyone knows what it smells like because it's been so long I'm actually enjoying it um, listen I'm so proud of the boys first and foremost all the staff around it um, but the main thing is the supporters you know these guys know better than me um, these guys built the club I was asked to come here at a real difficult time it'd been even more difficult before that I have to pay my respects to the people I helped to get to the point where I took it. And then it was about having a vision and getting the right people in the right places, the right support from the board, and then fighting for it. And that's what we've done. We've fought every day for three years to get to this point. Yeah, Rangers fans are coming on. Uh, James is on in Lanarkshire and Bodwell saying, Paul, you've got the two best knowledgeable football pundits on the programme with uh, yourself, Barry, and you, Mark. Different class, really enjoying the programme. Great to hear, James. Thank you very much for that. It's great. It's a pleasure to work with them. You could just hear and see your son, Stephen James. No, uh, (laughs) no, no. I thought maybe James has had a delayed transmission. He was just getting yesterday's show. (laughs) No, it's James Mortimer, actually. Yeah, it's James Mortimer. He's listening. Great to hear him. Yeah, he's listening. Not you, James. He's talking about yesterday with well, Hudson and Craig, who were brilliant. And, and oh, he has, and he's there. You can imagine with the Sunday papers. He still oh, likes yeah, his Sunday right. papers. Yeah. The coffee just, go, just before he goes yep. for a swim. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right for some. Yeah, and uh, But I tell you, see, yeah. listen to Stephen Gerrard. He's very humble all the time. Yeah. yeah. Every time I listen to him speak, um, he always goes back because obviously Boydie and and Coyste were there when Ellie Barber was interviewing him. Um, and he's he's grateful but the club's definitely grabbed him there's no, bow, hear it, no doubt about it I, I seen an interview with Jamie Carragher three or four mm-hmm. months ago who he's really friendly with and he had mentioned that that Rangers as a football club has grabbed Stephen Gerrard mm-hmm. um, and he sees you just need to see the celebrations previous um, when they won the league back in the first week of March you see the celebrations yesterday and you see the backing as well he's had and you'll continue to get that back and pull well, the, the strength one of the strengths of the, doing a bit of homework on, on Stephen Gerrard and how it's all worked and why it's got to the stage that it's got to now and a number of people have told me that know him well and, and, and what happens at Rangers is one of the things that he should get a lot of credit for is the staff that he's got round about him he's yeah. identified their strengths and he delegates very well mm-hmm. Barry you know, so he identifies, he knows what they're good at, he knows what makes his staff tick as well, and he gives them jobs to do and trusts them to go and go. Now, if he needs to step forward, if there's maybe, you know, training's not the level it should be or whatever, then boom, he'll step in but, and take control. But he's excellent at delegating with his staff, and that's another sign of a top manager. Yeah. Well, you've seen the 40. He had seven staff yeah. in the 40 with him, and Gary Mack wasn't there, so then you go eight. But then, behind the scenes, you've got nutritionists, you've got sports scientists, so that, that and masseurs, and... Yeah and more physios so the, the squad that he's got there Rangers have allowed him to go and build behind the scenes mm-hmm. and see the difference that makes when you've got a staff that you can trust and guys who know their jobs inside out that filters through into the, the, the boys and they're really well looked after and as I said it's similar to what Celtic need to do now that connection. it's not just a mm-hmm. case probably bringing in a manager and assistant now top level football mm-hmm. you need a squad um, a staff sorry 8 to 12 people behind you it's Rangers weekend as uh, Glasgow and the West goes blue as they are the champions 25 points clear and uh, the word is it's the word because nobody knows for sure <laughs> but uh, it's going to be how day tomorrow <laughs> is it I can't stick my neck because I don't, I don't know nobody knows I'm trying to think what's 
what's the what's the, the the toughest? Is it trying to get the the names for the cars? It try to get you know, know who's going to be Celtic's manager? It's um, we do expect it to be Eddie Howe. Yeah, Paul. I think if any of us were offered a free bet, we would all go for for Eddie Howe. But until it's over the line, but the word seems to be it's Eddie Howe, and it's going to be official at some point in the next two or three days. And it's going to be amazing, isn't it? Steven Gerrard has done it now and he's got so much more to do and he's saying it up against Eddie Howe, who he, he's not got the reputation of Steven Gerrard, but he's got a great reputation. Five years he kept Bournemouth in the Premier League, which for a tiny club um, was phenomenal. It's going to be fa- He's a lover of the game. He's really a real student of the game. Although I heard Davy Proffitt saying he played 4-4-2 much of the time, but he's deemed to be oh, a, a modern Yep. David was doing Sky Sports. David oh, knows it. Covered quite a lot of indeed a Bournemouth yeah. game, and yep. and look, David knows the game inside out. And it was if you go back and you look at Bournemouth, mm. there's nothing fancy. It was a basic four four two. But there's no doubt he's a top coach, Eddie Howe. You don't keep a club the size of Bournemouth. I know money is no option down there, even at a small club mm. where they can go and spend a bit of money. But if you keep Bournemouth in in the league for five years, mm. that's a decent enough achievement. Well, for sure. But this is different up here in the west of Scotland. He'll know know what's happened when more, he comes up here. More about that in a moment or two. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Closing moments of the Premiership season, although it looks pretty much as though Killy, it'll continue for them. They're two up at Hamilton, but it's still 2-1 for Ross County at Motherwell. Still no scoring St Mirren against Dundee United. So looking at the table, Mark will update us. I'll tell you exactly where St Mirren at the moment. Um, then are the best of the rest. They are, yep. aren't they? So yep. Saints with that point, that's a good afternoon for them. The best of the rest. But we're watching at the bottom. As I tell you, in England, Crystal Palace have gone 3-2 up on Villa. So they've been behind twice. They're now ahead. Tarek Mitchell the scorer in 84 minutes John McGinn scored earlier for Villa but here in Scotland yeah it looks like it what do you think Dundee who would they have preferred to be up against Barry do you reckon it would be Ross County or what it looks like Kilmarnock yeah that's why I asked um, Mark the question I think Dundee um, wouldn't fancy playing against if they had a choice no he play against Kilmarnock um, I just think Kilmarnock are a good team look they've had a tough season um, but they've got the experience now when they're going into a, a playoff well it looks like they're going into a playoff situation I think they've got good experience as the players that I mentioned Broadfoot, Power, Dicker Chris Burke Lafferty um, I think they'll have enough um, to get past Dundee um, as long as they keep one player in the, the Dundee team I'm not saying one player makes a team but when Charlie Adam plays Dundee play Mark, you would agree? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I think that James McPake would have preferred um, Ross County, but it's it's 180 minutes. It's two legs, Paul, but it is it is weighted in favour of the the Premiership team, and I suppose rightly so. That you know, uh, we'll finish at Rugby Park, and uh, I actually think Kilmarnock will be quite comfortable over the two legs. I think so. Yeah. yeah, just too much for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah too much know-how, too much experience. Um, and it's a confidence because yeah. you know they're back on a decent run yep. of form and to be honest they should you know the Premiership side they've built a Premiership squad when you look at Dundee okay yeah they've got Charlie Adam and, and Jason Cummings and you know three or four um, really good players but Kilmarnock really should be they should win it by a couple of goals over the two legs it's not that long ago they were winning you know League Cup Scott, well the Scottish Cup was a while ago wasn't it uh, 97 that for was Kilmarnock, for Kilmarnock right, yeah, yeah I'm just thinking that, yeah, that was yeah, some day wasn't it and John Finney Street afterwards yeah. always remember it my old pal the former the late great Sir John Orr former John Chief Constable yeah. he's a great killing man yeah. former chairman it was a privilege uh, to know him and they just loved that it was great for the the town 
big town Kilmarnock yeah. well then the last there can only be what a minute maybe left they're two up um, but they'll have to get ready to go again later in the week Barry yep they yep. will um, obviously they've took Lafferty and Burke and Kelty three big players mm. for them off maybe to give them a bit of rest just in case this playoff game was, was going to happen because I think the, the game against Hamilton was was comfortable enough for, for yeah. Kilmarnock but Rugby Park in terms of a, a stadium I used to love playing at Rugby mm. Park um, it was always full um, it was obviously grass at that stage now it's the AstroTurf but it's a shame though isn't it just the, the last yeah. couple of years you've seen um, the job that Stevie Clark mm. done um, to go for being comfortable always going to be in the top six um, to obviously fighting down the, the bottom end it's a surprise to many a people surprised to myself when, when you look at the, the players that they've got the squad that they've got um, they've got a real strong squad but listen they're in this situation now it's up to the the big players to to stand up and, and make sure that Kilmarnock as a football club stay in the Premier League because Dundee will give it absolutely everything yeah. I mean they're a big club as well I mean yeah. most of us forget that now a lot of younger people won't know they were the preeminent team in Tayside yep yeah, uh, Dundee massive club and like, they were in the, the SPFL three years ago when you when you think that I think that's Full time now, Paul at Hamilton Aki's Hamilton Nil Kilmarnock two, and full time. I'll let you pick up on that, Paul. Yeah, farewell to Hamilton Aki's seven years in the Premiership, and they have done so well. But this year, just not enough. Only the thirty points after the thirty-eight games they've lost this afternoon. They were down anyway. They had to win nine nil up against Kilmarnock two nil today. But Kilmarnock will now be playing. Surely, we're just waiting in the last few seconds at Motherwell. But uh, Ross County are 2-1 up and they are safe this year and we've been paying tribute to John Hughes and the job he's done and also the chairman up there is uh, Roy McGregor. He's such a, you know, he, he's brilliant for that club, isn't he? He's put in a lot of money. Yeah, he yeah. has. You know, when you look where, where Ross County were, you know, 20 years ago to what they are now, they've, they've, they've won a cup as well. Jim McIntyre and mm-hmm. Billy Dodds took them to the, the League Cup 2015-2016 mm-hmm. and there's Brian Rice, you're a good man, just a proper football mm-hmm. Um, man and you know one thing about him he'll have the bit between his teeth with his staff to go and try and get Hamilton um, back up again but you, you feel it's easy we're just sitting here saying ah Hamilton are down they're, they're relegated but let's hope it's not too much of a negative impact in terms of people's jobs and their, their livelihoods not just in the playing staff but across the board at the club as well Yeah it's a, listen it's a sad day for Hamilton tough day but what they need to do is, is quickly dust ourselves down and get prepared for what's going to be a, a tough championship next season. But look, um, they've done brilliant. With the budget they're on, Paul, mm. um, to stay in the Premier League for seven years is is a great achievement. A lot of disappointment, a lot of sadness, but I'm sure they'll bounce straight back. I, I firmly believe that. If they keep the experienced boys um, mixed in with the, the good young players that they've got, I've got every confidence they can do it straight away. And Tipper, you make a great point about the difference, the disparity. So roughly, if you're a top player at Rangers or at Celtic, and Celtic were obviously on even bigger wages because they were, you know, the champions before. Would that is it twenty grand versus what is it a thousand a week? No, even that is it not? No, no, even at Hamilton and to stay there in the and that's not a criticism of Hamilton because you know they don't get the crowds do they um, St Mirren and Dundee United finished 0-0 so St Mirren are the best of the rest of the bottom six they finish on 46 points after the 38 games um, Motherwell on 45 we'll just wait for there is the full time so Ross County are safe they win 2-1 at Motherwell so well done to John Hughes yeah well done I can imagine what that bus trip all the way back up to Dingwall is going to be light it'll be absolute um, 
jumping. <laughs> um, I'm sure there'll be a few beers um, drank the way up. There'll but be three buses, Barry. They need oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the three so, buses. Thank you, Jason. That's the you've got like, days like us when when they they stay up in the final game of the season. Um, they should be able to allow to to at least celebrate together. Um, as you said there probably is two or three buses probably yep. back up the road but I'm sure there'll be a few beers listen John Hughes that's the reason he was brought in yep. to keep Ross County up he's done it he's done it job done and I hope um, John Hughes is here next season I would like to see him yeah. stay in the job Ross Good County manager. finish on 42 points Killy on 39 Hamilton on 30 Dundee United go on to 45 after the draw Mother will stay on 45 and St Mirren on 46 some pictures there we see it on Sky it's sad to see isn't it you see Hamilton nil, Kilmarnock 2 Hamilton Academical are relegated St Mirren nil, Dundee United nil, and Mother will 1 Ross County 2 the pictures there from Fair Park Graham Alexander will be disappointed though I would say you know I know that you know, they were safe or whatever but you you want to finish as a new manager with a win at home yeah absolutely I mean um, you know it was there they just needed one more goal Paul they needed a yeah. point to go above um, St Mirren today and finish the best um, of the rest Look, he'll have assessed yeah. his squad he's picked up a manager month he had a sticky start one or two adjustments had to be to be made and um, you know I like Graham Alexander obviously Barry's a former international teammate mm. um, of his but um I think that Graham Alexander's got a bit of work to do and, and he'll go and go on with it. You know, he'll know what needs to be done. And uh, he'll look to be having Motherwell in the, the, the top six. You know, for next season, your Motherwells, your St Mirns, your Dundee United, your Ross Counties, they'll want to do a St Johnston. That's mm -hmm. the benchmark now for those kind of clubs. Mm -hmm. You know, to go and try and um, win a cup and that's what they want to do. Do a yeah. St Johnston, yep. In Barry. terms of Motherwell, they've got probably two of their best players, Declan Gallagher going up to Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, young Alan Campbell looks of his spell. He's on a free transfer. Mm -hmm. He's going to go and um, try something different elsewhere, whether it's staying up in Scotland um, or going down to England. So, look, I know two of them didn't play today, um, but they're two big players to try and replace. Um, so there'll be a bit of a, a rebuild, not just at Muddle, I think a lot of the clubs as well. Mm. How do you think Declan Gallagher will do at Aberdeen? Do you think uh, a good signing for Stephen Glass? Yep, he, yep. he will be a good signing, good experience because he's experienced um, the situation, what happened with Scotland. Mm. Um, he was a big part of that. It was always looking like he was going to move on from um, Muddle. Uh, so he's going up to Aberdeen it's a, again that's another club that there's going to be a lot of players coming and going um, and it's a big season for Aberdeen I'll be honest with you the last couple of games I've watched Aberdeen I've not been impressed I've not been impressed so there's a big job um, on hand for Stephen Glass well, in the last hour of the programme, we will be paying tribute to the Champions Rangers. We'll reflect on Celtic's last day under the old era, we'll call it. We think the How era starts very soon. We're not sure when, who, what, why or when. But it looks as though it's coming in uh, days. We don't know for sure. But I think what we said five, six weeks ago was true, Mark. We did say... The important yeah. news is he's in pole position. That's right. He's a man that yeah. Celtic won and it looks as though it's going to be him because let's put, see if it's not him, Paul, I don't I know, know where they go. Going to be. I don't yeah. know where they go. So yeah. it's it's ninety nine percent it's Eddie Howe and the, the intel that we're getting is it's, he's going to be made it's going to be official mm. in the next two or three days, if not sooner. 
Crystal Palace have uh, finished, although there's more to go in England, as we know, but Crystal Palace 3-2 at home, so that Mitchell goal in 84 minutes, Roy Hodgson, is that his farewell to Selhurst Park? It's yeah, been some career, away. isn't it? Yeah. Been, he's been brilliant, yeah. he said he still wants to go to go on, he's 73, wow. uh, he thinks he's got another job or two um, left in him. Um, you look at the career that he's had, um, you know, managing Inter Milan, you know, when you think about it, some top Liverpool. Uh, jobs, Liverpool, um, Blackburn Rovers yeah. getting Fulham to a UEFA Cup final when you think about Came it so, the money hey yeah. he must be and minted I think at one point I think he was I think he was certainly on Celtic's radar about 20 years ago when it was around about the time of Vim Janssen and Joe Vengloss mm-hmm. and people like that uh, Roy Hodgson because he had a good relationship with, with Craig Brown obviously Craig's mm-hmm. brother Jock Brown was a general manager at Celtic so Roy Hodgson was on Celtic's radar um, a number of years ago but um, it's now we think who'll get his job whether it was going to be because we thought it was one it was for Eddie Howe yep. so is it going to be Frank Lampard is it going to be Sean Dyche a um, couple of options for, for Crystal Palace <laughs> so much <laughs> I mean, to... so, I'm just like 73 surely he wants to get the pipe and slippers out now and just relax doesn't um, look like it, does it? All well, accounts, he can't stand his missus. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> well, Mark is joking. We all, we all know how he feels then, don't yeah. we? Oh, stay. Um, but listen, <laughs> a lucky the, man. Yeah. The, the thing is, I mean, 73 and he wants to continue. Fair play to him. Um, oh, but you would, you would imagine that you would want to just relax and yeah. enjoy a bit of life. He's, but, got, he's got the stamina. The clubs that he's managed and yep. obviously he's, he's had in England job he's, he's certainly a top manager there's no doubt but 73 you would you would think at some stage you would want to just um, chill out and relax Indeed Barry Ferguson, he's 40 years. Kelly Hartley, you're 73. Trying to get that pyramid system. Oh, don't say that. Oh, do you think Bob would last? Hugh, take him back down the road for us, would you? Hugh, take him back. (laughs) Mark Guidi, who joins us. It's similar, Roy Hodgson, older. Yeah, you yourself, you've come back on it. I'm not anything like that, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, well, look at Fergie. I remember the first time when he was going to go at Man United, he said, I know he was in his 60s, but he's like, No, this is far too early. And it was far too early. Keep yourselves fit. So, in the last hour, we'll uh, pay tribute as well to Scott Brown if it hasn't been paid before. But it's Rangers hour, and it should be as Rangers. They have won the title and they celebrated yesterday 25 points clear. The news is coming next. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Great football conversation here Sunday lunchtime with Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers, Blackburn Rovers, Birmingham City and Scotland star. The manager of Kelty Hearts. It's a huge week for Barry. The playoffs... Tuesday and next Sunday against Brecon City and I think we speak from everyone for everyone here in the West Mark we're right behind Barry and Kelty Hearts and for the pyramid system if yep. they win they certainly deserve it Yeah, and I think they will fancy them strongly to, to beat uh, Brecon uh, City of course KB Jerry McCabe yeah, the assistant manager ah, really? Brecon yeah. will be looking forward to, to Burnback's finest oh, yeah. 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 what a guy KB was eh? like, what a yeah. guy as well KB's yeah. a, a top Eugene guy Wilder. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that so that, yeah. that's how are you feeling look we're confident but we're not going to get an overconfident we know they're playing for their lives mm-hmm. um, but we're also playing for a bit of history as well to try and get into the SPFL how was um, training yesterday how yeah, were the boys yeah it was good the yeah. guys are in good spirits look I'm not going to change much I'm a big believer and we'll just do what we've done all season I know it's a big game but I'm not going to change much in terms of our preparation we know it's going to be tough we've had Breaking Watch a, 
a few times over the last two or three weeks knowing if we had beat Brora what we were going to be facing they're a total different team since they've come back off the second, second lockdown they've signed a few players and they've got the experience of KB who, who I know really well he's a Hamilton guy bump yep. into him um, knows football inside oh, out yep. so it's two big games listen we're just going to go and one thing about my team um, we're going to go and try and win the game it's simple as that Barry tackles it the way he tackled it at Rangers winning titles cups and it's the same focus isn't it just looking at you Mark the, the, yeah. the way he prepares for this yeah. so uh, we'll be tuned in on Tuesday night we were on last weekend Nathan Austin such a huge player for you the, the hat trick he's, he's quite a player and you've been saying it all season Syed said it as well you said it Mark there's so much good football in Scotland and I genuinely mean it people don't quite realise and I think if the, the the leaders of Scottish football can get us on better platforms can have more ambition can you know let's get the fans back in let's Sponsors. look at the deals that can we've got two of the biggest football clubs and brands in football in Celtic and Rangers now they are mm -hmm. and, they, and, and we need the minds the disruptors to get them onto platforms where people can see them uh, that people want to watch because one of the biggest games in Sky is Rangers Celtic yeah, yeah. that's true isn't it yeah, they get yeah. more people watching that than just about anything apart yeah. from let's say Liverpool Manchester United this can happen yeah. there are things that can change things will change now especially I, after I'll be honest with you yeah. I don't think we back up our game enough we don't I think You're we've right. got a real good yep. product up here I'll be honest with you yep. I really do um, and we should try and do things a bit different because um, I think there's a lot of good teams mm -hmm. a lot of good managers coaches and a lot of good players and we spoke earlier on in the show we've got a lot of good young players as mm. well coming through so I don't think we push our game enough up here we've got a globe we've got a, a global figure in Stephen Gerrard mm. who's now a championship winning uh, manager in Scotland and yes he's won the the Champions League and played a huge role for, in, in Istanbul 2005 Istanbul, yep. against mm. AC Milan some of my family were there my right? brother-in-law and my nephews uh, are Liverpool daft they live down south yep yeah. so um he wouldn't have been hanging about, Paul, no. if, if, if Scottish foot, as you say, doesn't he have something? Mm. Clearly he has been bitten by the Rangers bug, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, he's got, he's got, and we've got probably Eddie Howe coming in, mm. and you're right, but, you know, we don't have a, we don't have a sponsor for our league, you know, let's get out there and really, mm. really ramp it up and, next uh, season. And Mark, we were going to allow 600 people into the cup final, only 600. Barry's got 250 and it takes 2,500. Hamden takes 50,000. 2,000. 2,000, yeah. Mm. It's, it's just sort it out there's a lack of ambition I know the Covid incidents has gone up I know that yeah. here in Glasgow and we hope we get that under control but this is outdoors yeah. <laughs> people wear masks 50,000 could get into Hamden and they were going to allow only 600 there's a real lack of ambition there yeah. really is I, I, I don't think it's good enough well, we, it's we, not we hit the nail on the head because we're not going to get fans in and it really is unfortunate and on Saturday when the showpiece game of the domestic calendar season the final game of the, the, the season but we mentioned it. Give each club 50 tickets and let them get their wives yeah. and their children and their mums and dads in to go and 100%. see it. I mean, really, that's not too much to ask. And would, would anybody at any level in this country, politicians, power brokers in the sixth floor at Hamden, would anybody complain if each club was given 50 tickets for their families? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Stephen Jared, we're going to hear for a moment and then we're going to hear from a big Rangers fan. This was Stephen Gerrard. Here's a really telling moment yesterday. Listen to this, what he was saying about uh, Rangers. When I grew up as a young kid, I thought it was one club for life. You know, I've come through Liverpool and I've made career in Liverpool, which I'm immensely proud of. 
And I came up here with my eyes wide open to learn about the club, learn more. I had a good idea from the outside, but this has grabbed me. It's gripped me. It's a club like very few in the world. A lot of similarities to Liverpool, and now this has got a special place in my heart. I'm happy here. I have to make a lot of sacrifices family-wise, but I want more. This has given me a taste for more, and I'm, I'm more determined to build on it. Wow, you hear the emotion there, the affinity now with Rangers and affinity with uh, a Rangers fan. It's Garthamlock's finest. Sean is on the line. Sean, good afternoon. How are we doing, people, man? See, see Gerald's interview yesterday, Paul. Yeah. I think he's actually a Rangers fan. I think he's loving it, man. Loving it. Um, in Glasgow, man. Yeah. His, his statement yesterday was fantastic, man. Wasn't Brilliant. it? Yeah, you can hear it. You're, actually, Sean, you're sounding pretty good for the celebrations. How did you get on yesterday? Well, I stopped drinking about three in the morning, so but I'm actually all right. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't get me Nacho to about four in the morning because the fireworks were going off. But ah, yeah. Was going. Yep, the dog Nacho yeah. would be worried about it. It was tough for them, but uh, yeah, what a day it was for you. And, and we know there were too many people out and about. We we can't condone it. In fact, it's on just now. Um, but for Stephen Gerrard, Barry, what do you think about what he was saying there and, and his affinity um, with the club? An emotional interview, no doubt about it. The club's grabbed him. Um, he's got the bug. There's no doubt about it. Um, he loves it. You hear him saying there, he's had to make certain sacrifices um, over the period of the three years. And family, we, know, we all know how important our families are. But he's done that. And um, for me, he's seen what's happened in terms of winning the, the league. He's seen what it's, what it's meant to the fans, the club as a whole. And he's ready to go again next season. There's no doubt about it. He want to go now. He's won one trophy. Now, the thing for me is to go and win two and three. Go and try and get a double. Go and try and get a treble. In terms of Europe, it's going to be difficult. I've got every confidence they can get out the Champions League qualifiers. But when you get in the group stage, you've got to be realistic. It's going to be tough to get out of that. We all know um, that the... the the level of teams that are in the group stages but next year domestically I think he's got to now go and try and dominate which I think's, which I do think he's got a real possibility of doing Sean what do you think on that because a lot of your predictions came true I'll come to that in a moment what do you feel for the Champions League what would be success for you? Well making the group stages that would be a success any of that's a bonus but because realistic we're not going some but playing teams they might not be bigger than this but the money they've got a lot of the, the English teams and some of the bond teams the money's just crazy so but to get to the group stages I'll be happy I just want to hear the Champions League noise back at Ibrox again man and fingers crossed next season we can hum some sort of fans mm-hmm. I don't like to go two years about being in Ibrox but aye but I'm looking I'm forward to next season I'm counting the days doing already so counting the days and Barry Ferguson sure. you sound like you sound fresh in it did you not have a few drinks last night? I had one or two, um, but I'm working the day. Oh, I've got to be professional, Sean. Oh, Paul Cooney's got you a few drinks anyway, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah uh, always a pleasure, because uh, Barry's been really good to us this season. He's been a huge signing for us here at Go Radio. So you're absolutely yeah. right, Sean. Uh, you know me, great success for the West of Scotland, great success for Glasgow, and Celtic will have to raise their game big time. Um, Mark, the Celtic have to be better next year. But look, it's, it's Rangers just now. Sean, how did you, 25-point gap, you said, what did you say? Did you say Rangers would win the league with 20-plus points. He did say that. I know he did. Yeah. When, when did you say that? Right at this, before the ball was kicked? I believe I said that in November, so it was a good, it wasn't as it was, it was recently, it was a, I'm sure it was October, November time. 
You know your stuff, Sean. Mm-hmm. You brought in some wine for. Sure, sure, mate. Yeah, oh, we love Whitey. I, I know. I must speak to him later. We we keep in touch, Sean, and uh, he he's happy the way. So you see, when you look at that, twenty-five points, amazing. One hundred and two points, thirteen goals conceded. Mm-hmm. That is phenomenal. It's a it is. thirty-eight point swing, Sean, As from said, last season. I don't think they're going to get carried yeah. away. I'll be yeah. honest with you. The the way that he approaches things, the when you listen to Stephen Gerrard, he knows right. Do you know what? This is a brilliant achievement, but it's still not good enough. Mm-hmm. They need to go and win another. They need to go and um, retain this title. They need to go and get a cup, whether it's a league cup, a Scottish cup. They need to build on. Mm-hmm the success of this season and I'm sure they'll go and they'll celebrate listen go and milk it for two or three days I'm sure there'll be a right few sore heads for a few days but after that the focus will go on go away rest recuperate back in in pre-season a few signings in and ready to go again Here's James Tavernier Sean speaking about uh, the unbeaten run yeah, It's unbelievable like, we've, we worked hard in pre-season uh, to be relentless at the, at the back and even, even the top boys you know everyone works so hard for the team even if it's subs coming on the pitch, you see the impact today. Jermaine came on, he's got himself a goal. And it's just something that's been a collection of this season. To go unbeaten, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be the, it's a legacy now that all the boys will have. Barry, Sean came in a few months ago, he had a bottle for you, a bottle for Sai. What are you going to give Sean just now? And by that, I mean, what's your prediction for next season? What is going to happen now at Rangers? 2021 is done. What's going to happen in the buying and selling over the summer? I, I think they'll keep their best players. I do. And I think it'll add to that. So they don't have to sell? No, no. So That's my honest opinion. Yep. Um, if you listen to Stephen Gerrard speak, he said the backing of the board and he's made a couple of comments over the last few interviews that will need to be an army to come and take his best players. That then tells me that it needs to be a ridiculous offer, over £20 million for i.e. a Ryan Kent, a Morelos. Um, so I think he'll be allowed to keep his better players, he'll be allowed to add to it. Because now the, the power shifts with Rangers now. They need to go and try and build on this. And the, te- the best time for me to build is when you're in top and go and try and dominate now. Sean, you're hearing it there from Barry. Mark, what's your uh, comments to that? Rangers do not need to sell unless... It's crazy money, twenty million yeah. money, or you know, really, yeah. Look, I, I, I get it totally from you know from a footballing point of view. That is the ideal scenario. That's what Stephen Gerrard will want. Of course, he will. You know, it'd be, be daft to want to lose Ryan Kent or Morelos or, or, or anybody because mm. he's got a really he's built a really successful squad. But football's also a business, and the Rangers board at some point. This is the first chance now in over a decade to make some serious money, Paul. For a decade, they've watched Celtic over four or five years get get big Champions League money you're 20, 25, 30 million pounds they've watched them get 25 million pounds for Kieran Tierney etc uh, etc et so Rangers now need to go and try and tap into that yes by building from a, a position of strength which you're in now but it's also a business model that you need to um, safeguard the future too safeguard the next decade and by doing that at some point you do need to take your 20 million for your Ryan Kent or your 18 million for Morelos or you're 7 million for Glenn Kamara if he's not going to sign a new contract that's what just that's what needs to, to happen um, And but it'll be interesting to see what does happen how Rangers tackle it what they do um, but I come back to the, the original question as well from Sean 
and what you asked Barry just getting into the Champions League that's what it's all about and then see from there see if you can win a couple of games and get second or third in the group then great but it's all about securing that £30 million and this will be the biggest payment Rangers have had in more than a decade Paul it's a decade of being in Annan and Elgin and Forest Mechanics and now they're about to give themselves an opportunity again against Real Madrid and Barcelona and Inter Milan and get 30 million quid for the for the privilege of doing it so it's an interesting few months ahead for Rangers well, one thing I will say is I think Stephen Gerrard and the staff will say right listen if a bid does come in i.e. for a Kent or a Morelos over 20 million pound who do we get in to replace I think he's looking ahead as well because mm-hmm. it could be a possibility but I think he's ahead of the game I think his recruitment side of things is really good so he will have that in the back of his mind that there will be suitors, there will be offers that may come in and then the board might turn around to him and say, listen, this is a, I mean, we're trebling the price of Ryan Kent. We are, I mean, Manelos was brought in for just over a million quid. If you're going to get 20 million quid for him, right, I need A, B and C. This is the replacements for these guys. So I think the way he operates is really good. I think he's ahead of the game because at some stage it could happen. It could happen. You know the money down in England, the money is... Um, it's on another 20 level. million quid yep. for a player sure. it doesn't really affect barely mentioned clubs, doesn't it in England but so I firmly believe yeah, yep. I firmly believe he, okay. he would love to keep them and I do think he will keep them but money does talk and an offer comes in a ridiculous offer I think reluctantly he will maybe have to let them go but he'll have a direct replacement for the player at Leaves. Sean, you're not the spokesman for the Rangers fans, but boy, you know, there's obviously this criticism of some. It's a minority yesterday. Too many people gathered together and also the behaviour of some of them. We hear from the First Minister saying she's understandably inundated with messages about the disgraceful scene she calls them in Glasgow. Police still have a job to do, which restrains her comments to some extent, but she says she's utterly disgusted by those Rangers fans who rampage through the city. Uh, she said that would be an understatement. What would you say about it yesterday, Sean? I don't want to be unfair. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But uh, you've called a lot right this year. Uh, you stayed away from it, didn't you? I was, I was near there. So, but I've uh, I see, I seen videos in that. Uh, but what I don't get, right, Paul, why do see people with George Fair that breaking things and ruin it for everybody else? I didn't get what I've seen videos. Rangers fans fighting each other. I've never heard of that. I don't know why you want to fight your own people. So they find they deserve uh, the loss should hammer them because they're a disgrace to Glasgow and disgrace to the Rangers badge. But um, to fight the Iranian fans, I just don't get that. I know a lot of alcohol was involved, but you yeah. can have disagreement with fans, but I've never wanted to fight the Iranian people. Yeah. I just don't get some of my uh, um, you... Rangers fans that are doing that. But, um, that good response, Sean. <laughs> Sean, what would you say, can I ask you uh, about uh, yeah. Douglas Park and the money that he is prepared and has put in along with the you know those that have rescued Rangers in the last couple of years what would you say about your chairman what a proud day I was struck by that yesterday seeing him there a massive business empire Um, but it's been a long time since we've seen someone so visible at Rangers someone from the area and he's putting his money into the club and from what I'm listening to here it sounds as though that's what he wants to continue to do what do you feel about Douglas Park? Oh I I I um, the guy's a legend. To, uh, if I ever meet Douglas Park personally, I would buy him a drink because <laughs> what the guy's done to Rangers, he's brought his back to um, certain owners. I'm not going to mention names because I've had too much run here then. But yep. um, Douglas Park, in that, and I've done a massive job, and credit goes to him. So, um, I, 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 
keep, I could thank them to the end of my life, the guy. Amazing. So I hopefully he continues and keeps up the good work. Because to be honest, there's some owners, I, I was a fan of Sir David Murray and on, there were some owners like, like Sir David Murray who made mistakes and I admitted it. That was part, I don't really know if he's even made a mistake because I think everything he's done, he's stuck to his promises and he's investing that, and I believe he's actually a Rangers man. So are the guys, and to my, my extent, the guys are legends, so I don't know what Barry thinks of them. Oh, you believe he's a Rangers man? Oh, he is, Sean. <laughs> he's putting millions in there. Yes, he listen, one thing yeah. I will say, he's a great businessman. You just need to see the um, the empire he's got. Mm. Business empire. Just look at your car park. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, but one thing I will say is, to the Rangers fans, they've got a, a guy with a safe pair of hands mm. in control of the club. That's one thing they've got in Douglas Park. And the challenge is there for and Celtic. he will continue to try and buy his manager. He will continue. I hear you saying that today, it's Barry. it's great to yep. see him mm. there because he, he keeps himself to he himself, does. Douglas. It's unusual seeing him out there, very, isn't it? Very yep. unusual. i seen an interview um, a couple of months back on Rangers TV where he done after when they won the league. Mm. Um, but it's great to see him because um, he deserves a lot of credit for what he's, he's done. Um, not just for Steven Gerrard, for Rangers as a whole, mm-hmm. in terms of the stadium, making sure the stadium was done up, the training ground, spending money on the training ground. So, a guy like Douglas Park at the top of the tree, Rangers have got a guy um, that the fans can trust 100%. Matt, we're going for a break, but yeah, you. I've just wanted to say, Barry said that he's a fantastic businessman, the mm. empire that he's built mm. outside of football, we all know what his business is, very successful. That's why the Rangers fans would trust him. What Douglas Park will want to do, as I said, is safeguard the next 10 years at least mm. for Rangers. So that, as Sean mentioned, you don't get any of the rogues that were involved mm. a few years ago, you know, post Sir David Murray. So that's important. That's why one or two decisions might be unpopular in terms of some players might be sold over the next year or two. But you've got to remember Douglas Park will be doing that for the right reasons to safeguard the yep, future that, and of Rangers. That's why important that the Rangers fans trust him because yep. what he's done over the last couple of years since he's come in, as Mark says, and in business sometimes you do need to make decisions for the, the better of the club, but they've got to trust him because he knows what he's doing. Sean, great call. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Sean. Cheers, Thank Sean. You. Speak to you soon. The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from 5 Go Radio Football Show With OPC Energy Limited Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi And loads of your calls Coming in We had Sean on there From Garthamlet The good news is Nacho the dog Is doing well After all the fireworks <laughs> yesterday There'll be a few sore heads Around today But uh, people by and large All around the place The Rangers fans enjoyed it I know there's a lot uh, on the news and a lot of criticism but but for the majority of Rangers fans who stayed at home and just enjoyed the day congratulations and for the Celtic fans well you had nine years of it and it's now time to see if Celtic are coming back and we talked there about Douglas Park and George Latham what they've done with Rangers what about Celtic now what is going to happen I I, I tell you I'll go back in Rangers to say that the best time to strengthen is when you're on top and continue to be focused but one of the chats from the manager and the staff to the players well listen Celtic will be hurting mm-hmm. new manager will be coming in they, they'll be ready to go next year and that keeps you on your toes so I would fully expect um, that would be the, the chat inside the, the Rangers dressing room go, go and enjoy it and milk it and do whatever you want to do in the next two or three days but once we come back we need to be ready for Celtic to come back because it's not just going to be a walkover again. It's not going to be 25 points. It's not going to be getting 102 points. Mm. You've got to be realistic and, and be respectful. You've got to expect Rangers, uh, sorry, Celtic, 
to come back fighting. I fully expect that. So that would be my mindset. And I'd like to think that's the same mindset inside Ibrooks just now. This time yesterday, he finished up 14 years as Celtic captain. Scott Brown spoke about his time. I've had a lot of pictures sent in the last couple of days to myself and I looked a lot younger, shall we say, and I had a red mohawk. So what a career I've had at Celtic. I've enjoyed every single player that's came in the door, every single manager. I don't think it's to be sad. I think it's to be happy that it's happened because I'm going to look back on my career knowing that I gave 100% at Celtic. I fought right to the last minute, to the last game, and it just wasn't to be this season for myself. And right at the start of the season, I knew this was going to be my last season at Celtic. I didn't want to tell everybody and make it all about me, but I already had that set in my mind. I thought he spoke absolutely brilliantly yesterday after the game, the draw at Hebs. Regan, you're on the line. Good afternoon, Regan. Uh, Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good, really good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good, I. You're getting ready for the How Week, if that's what's going to happen. I always have to put that F in, but that's the word. Whatever the word comes from, they've kept it tight, but it looks as though soon you'll have your new manager. I think it'll be great, Paul. I think Eddie is going to be announced either tomorrow or Tuesday, so it's going to be great. But um, I just want to talk about Scott Brown. Yep. Scott Brown's been a great servant to Celtic. And also, I've got some great memories of Scott Brown because, because I've met Scott Brown quite a few times. And Scott Brown, the actual game there, a pair, a pair of his bits there were playing for Celtic. So, I've really got, I've, uh, I've got a lot of time for Scott Brown. That's brilliant. Let's hear a wee bit more from him, Regan. You'll enjoy this. He talked about the success during those years. No, I think when I came to Celtic, I had a, a, a little bit of sniff of winning trophies when I was at Hibs. I enjoyed it. It was exciting. And I wanted that more. I've went in the first game, and I remember playing against Kilmarnock and John and Walker England. It's not a bad result. And we got them as like, not a bad result. The sixty thousand fans out there booing you, wee man. <laughs> and it's just the expectation levels is huge. Celtic expect you to win. Expect you to play good, attractive football, and that is what we've done as much as we possibly can over my fourteen years. And it's been fourteen fantastic years, but it's came to an end and. It's just a sad day that I can't be here in front of the Hibs fans, Celtic fans, and uh, wave goodbye to them because they've been amazing with me, both sets of fans, to be perfectly honest. You don't know what you've got until you lose it. And for Celtic, he set a standard, Barry, didn't he? That in the way you did at Rangers, and you had different players, you, you were a much more talented player, but he had that same commitment and drive that you have. That was the hallmark of him. That's why I think um, Celtic went to, to sign him um, from Hibs. Because I know at the time Rangers were in for him as well. Um, it was him and Kevin Thompson. Right, yeah. And obviously Scott decided to go to um, Celtic and, and Kevin Thompson, um, who was a fantastic player as mm. well. Let me just say, uh, Tom was a great player for Rangers, came to, came to us. Um, but over the years, look, one thing I will say about Scott Brown is he's improved as he's got older. Mm. Honestly, do believe that. When he came out, if you look back in his career, he was kind of in your face, running about all over the place. And um, as you get older, you mature a bit, you learn the game. And he certainly, he done that. And he, for me, he became a better player as he got older. And you don't go and lift trophies and, and be the captain if you're, if you're not respected. Um, and he was certainly respected. He had a, a, a fantastic career at Celtic. What Did you I was like interesting, playing against him? Yeah, Sorry. I loved playing yeah. against him. Why? Because um, I knew how to play against him. Because he was... 
right in your face, Aye. so you could play around about him. Um, but no, it's some real good battles <laughs> with Scott Brown. But That's a wee dunt. <laughs> no, no, listen, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've got respect for him. I know you have. Yeah. Um, one thing I was surprised at the start, uh, sorry, the interview mm-hmm. he done yesterday, what he says, his, his decision was made at the start of the season yep. um, mm-hmm. to leave and try a new chapter in his in his career but listen you can't take anything away from what he's won and what he's achieved mm. let's be honest with you he's going to have his his people to have a pop at, a pop at him saying he's he's this and he's that but at the end of the day he's been a real top Celtic player he's led them to trophies and um, that's the way I think the Celtic fans will, will remember him mm-hmm. Reagan. Uh, Paul I just want to ask Barry a question does he think a uh, do you think uh, Ferguson would join uh, Celtic from Aberdeen? Will Lewis nephew Lewis yeah, will he join? Regan I, I don't think he would have a problem with that just for the simple fact I know a lot of people go on about his dad obviously playing with Rangers and obviously I'm Lewis's uncle that I played with Rangers and Lewis he said I am um, he wouldn't even consider that he, he's just I, I know for a fact that he's going to have options because obviously Lewis is a for me a, a a, a top young player um, and you just need to wait and see but I don't think that would um, that would cross his mind uh, the only issue he would have is um, his uncle wouldn't speak to him for a long long time <laughs> I'm only kidding I know I just want yep. the best for Lewis yep. that's all I want I, I just want Lewis to go and, mm. and play at the highest level whether that's for Rangers Celtic somebody down in the Premier League I don't care I just want him to go and have a a top career in the game Mark Guidi what, what's your sense what do you think will he be on the move in the summer and where Lewis uh, yeah I think the time's um, right from to go I think he's reached that stage now to go and try something different as I said the fee you might just nick him for about a million and a half to mm-hmm. two million which would be a great mm-hmm. a great buy all day long it'd be a great buy a brilliant investment um, to go and get him uh, I hope that he stays in Scottish football because mm-hmm. I like him to stay he's, he's still a kid although he's, he's mature um, but um, I'd rather see him at, at Rangers or Celtic staying in Scottish football but could he go down the road and his next move let's just say for talking say it be a Southampton mm-hmm. or a Burnley or a Fulham or a Watford or something like that yes I, I could see that as well for those kind of clubs now um, being able to get Lewis Ferguson for that kind of money he's definitely going to be in the Scotland team um, squad within the next 18 months um, as well the main squad so I, I can see him moving but I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's to one of the old firm. Let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. That miss yesterday, did he, oh. you know, people are on socials just saying what happened. He didn't Ferguson couldn't score against oh. Rangers, didn't want to, but that can happen. Do you know what's so unlucky? Happened. Yep. When I watched the highlights and I watched it back mm-hmm. and back, I think he just thinks he's going to score. Uh-huh. He's maybe took you, you his think? eye off the ball a wee bit when yep. you know you're only five yep. six yards out. Mm-hmm. It's very unlike him because mm-hmm. when he gets in that position. Um, he scores yeah. I know there's a lot of people saying just because it's against no, Rangers and, and whatever yeah. listen it's just one of the opportunities that yep. he's took his eye off the ball and he's missed it and it, it's hit the bar nine times out of ten Lewis scores that Regan back to Scott Brown for you and he was talking about the challenge and I believe we found out he started today at Aberdeen so at this point he's talking about being the former Celtic captain I was looking for a, a different way to go down and I had that opportunity to go to Aberdeen and now it's a new chapter in my life I'm looking forward to this one it's going to be totally different we've got two great coaches that's in we've got a manager and I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting up with them now and 
start recruitment tomorrow morning and uh, work on how we're going to play. Doing training sessions and working on pre-season, so my focus is on Aberdeen from tomorrow morning and doing as much as I possibly can to push them up the table as far as we possibly can next season. Wow, he didn't hang about. He's the former Celtic captain at this point, and this is late yesterday, mid-afternoon. Yeah, Reagan, your manager's long gone, months ago. Your captain's gone. The club have to make announcements, and they have to do it now. I mean, Paul, I'm pretty, I'm pretty looking, for, look, looking forward to this because it's a brand new year, but at the same time, I'm quite sad because Scott Brown and Neil Lennon, they've been such big figures of the club. But now we've got a new year with Eddie Howe, and hopefully Eddie will bring in a, a, a new captain and maybe Steve Cook or something like that. So I'm looking forward to it. Here's John Kennedy talking about the players who could be going over the summer. It's going to be more than we're used to. You know, ultimately, every season you look to improve your squads, you look to add bodies, personnel move on. You know, there's a few boys who'll move on, there'll be guys maybe looking at maybe getting offers coming in, etc. I mean, the squad is a bit light now anyway. You know, we've sent a few out on loan and stuff, younger players, but the squad is a bit light. So there's a bit of work that it be done. I think everybody knows that. So that's up to the club now to, to fix that, you know, come to the Champions League qualifiers in July. And Reagan, do you want to thank your players, the likes of Edouard, who, Mark, I'm looking at you, surely he'll have he'll, he'll be going, won't he, Edouard, yeah. if they get the money over the summer? Yeah, and, and, and the sooner um, he's sold, the better. Mm. You know, I think Celtic should put some kind of deadline on that so that it's not one that's dragging into mm. August and all that. You know, just say, look, you know, by July the 15th, highest bidder, go and talk to him, money, and then Eddie Howe, or whoever it's going to be, yep. knows that they've got to play with as well in the kitty and go and find a, a proper replacement. But yes, he will be away. Ryan Christie? Oh, it'll be unless he wants to hang about and sign a pre-contract just now and go for nothing in January. But I think now, given the circumstances, if Celtic could get two million quid for Ryan Christie, given that he's only got a few months to go, you bite your hand off. For take it. It. take yeah. that money and buy Lewis yeah. Ferguson and put it towards him or whatever. They'll have yeah. to be thinking. The word is that there's a lot of work going on in the background behind the scenes. Ali McCann, could he be for Celtic? Yeah, I've, I've seen Ali McCann um, been mentioned. I've seen Kevin Nisbet. Mm-hmm been mentioned um, as I said there's a, a lot of good uh, well no good mm. for me top young players um, in Scotland but listen it's the end of the era for, for Celtic but also listen um, the fans have got to look at it as it exciting because a new manager's coming in who's he going to be signing and what what way is he going to play that's another way of looking at it um, but listen for me it's got to hurt it's got to hurt what's happened to Celtic this year he'd be 25 points behind um, I'm sure they'll be embarrassed by that. Mm-hmm. So they'll need to, they'll want to, sorry, should I say, get things right, get back into pre-season and get the season started and, and try and get it back off Rangers because it's going to be a hard job for them. Mm-hmm. And Regan, you threw in a name there and we heard that Steve Cook at Bournemouth, the defender, do you think he could be coming uh, to follow his old boss, uh, Eddie Howe? Yes, I think Steve Cook, maybe Josh King is a striker. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a good a good time for Celtic. Paul, but I know uh, the co-radio for the show they were big on trying to get fans in the Scottish Cup final. Yeah. I listened to the show oh, last week. I just wanted to say to Nicholas Sturgeon, I mean, obviously Glasgow's in level three now, but I think maybe we should try and move the venue to maybe Edinburgh or Aberdeen to try and get fans in because there was twenty there was twenty two thousand and at London yesterday. I'm just being quiet because I, I I agree with you. I don't know what to say about it. I don't understand Did it. Regan, you say it was a twenty-two thousand. Was that, that what yeah. you said? Yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, 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 yeah twenty-two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, in fact, he's right. It was. Because uh, um, you've got lots of neutral tickets that go yeah, out. No, he's yeah. right. This, we're on an island here. I, I follow just the feel, data, follow honest, the science. I feel for both clubs. Yeah. But most importantly, I feel for the staff mm. and the fans. Uh, sorry, the, the staff and the players that fans can't get into to uh, watch their, their team um, playing a a cup final but Barry, we've all been accepting of it as yeah. a nation we've kind of accepted it honestly I think people need to we have, of course we want to take care of this the, the pandemic but we're understanding there is a pandemic but yeah. surely there's a way to get some sort of and this numbers is, this is an outside activity yeah. I, I can't look at it a Barry first tell him that doesn't add up does it we've got 900 in the crucible and yeah. we've got uh, you know Nobody at the cup final. Regan, you're right. Take it somewhere. Take it anywhere. Let the fans get there. To, yep. Regan? Take it to Torrendice or to, or to Incastle or yeah. uh, Aberdeen or anywhere because if Kelty Hearts can get people in for the playoffs, then why should St. Johnson and have miss out because of what happened in Glasgow yesterday? That's, they, a, they, that's they, one thing, Regan. It, 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 it won't move. It's going to meet Hamden. Now, whether we can get 50 fans or 50 you know, tickets for players and families or whatever, um, but it's not going to go to Petodgy or Easter Road or Murrayfield or Tannadice or Dens Park. That's just not going to happen, Regan. I, I hear what you're saying, but um, you know, it, it's just too difficult at this stage now, Paul, to move it. If that was going no, to happen, it, it should have been made no, you're right. you know, a month ago or so, and regardless of who was in the final. Yeah. But that said... Um, I, I agree with you I'm, I'm dumbfounded that he can't mm. at least get a few people inside Hamden on Saturday afternoon for a couple mm. of hours at the Scottish Cup final mm. the showpiece but, game of the season I mean really there'll be hundreds in the Asda just along the way hundreds of people yeah. or the Sainsbury's or Aldi whatever oh. honestly this is we're sleepwalking we're just being I don't understand and remember early in the season rugby was allowed 900 people in at Murrayfield but football fans only ever get 500 this is the people's game. It's so much part of the economy in Scotland. They're out of touch. I, I, I don't yeah, get it. We should still should have fans. Listen, imagine some people coming to the game next week. It could still happen at Hamden, especially about what you said. Barry said it as well. Allow the players' families to come yeah. to the match. I think it's a great occasion. Yeah. yeah. Even still if you time. just give them yeah. 100 comps each and say, right, listen, fans ain't allowed, but you know what? Mm. You can get four family members to come and watch yeah. and support mm -hmm. at least you know when you're out in the pitch there's people up there watching the game you take a couple of photos yep. on their phone yep. you know, yep. they're not allowed down trackside and on the pitch you get all that but just beat the game and see your husband or your son or your brother yep. or whatever it's going to be mm -hmm. trying to win the Scottish Cup and maybe being lucky enough to, to hold it up at four o'clock next Saturday afternoon would, seriously would anybody in this country complain or take issue with the government or the SFA if each club was given 50 tickets to let their, their loved ones I don't the think game. one person would go against that no we had to push them this channel Go Radio in Glasgow was the first to say let the fans in at the cup final and people were not that interested Mark there was not much about it at all it gathered momentum two weeks ago and eventually we were told it was probably going to be 2000 see when you're on that pitch as a player yeah. the pride that you've yeah. got with your mum and dad and your wife or your kids are... and the sacrifice they've put up yep. for you because yep. 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 listen being a footballer it's no easy what a lot of people say that you're you're in for a couple of hours and then you're away. You've got to sacrifice to go away for nights and, and go and train and, and work you're hard. Right. Just about in that pitch, knowing that the people who are behind you, disappointing that the fans for me are the most important people, but your family members as well be great. But hopefully they can see sense and maybe do that. Mark says 50 tickets each club. 
100 tickets each club yeah. Let the family members come in. It's massive. This used to be the biggest stadium in world football. <laughs> you know, the capacity is 52,000 normally, but it's a massive bowl. Yeah. Let's oh, make... It's, yeah. a, it's <laughs> a Scottish Cup. I know. It's a Scottish Cup final. We're in the middle you know, of May. He's, he's won it, what, five times? You've yeah. yeah. loved it. He's played them in front of 50,000, yeah. 60,000 at Hamden. All we're asking for is a couple of people to get into the stadium. This is the Scottish Cup final. Hibs v St. Johnson. Let a few people in. And I tell you, you yeah. give them if you need to stage them coming in yeah. I'm sure if I says to my missus or my yep. old man mm-hmm. look you need to be in at 12 o'clock two hours before kick-off yep. they would come in at 10 o'clock in the morning absolutely we used to sit there and watch you we'd leave here now and start walking up to it we'll be there in about 10 minutes Reagan, you've started something here let's not give up just yet it's next Saturday we my should dad, surely for my the f- dad will be crying out I called him old man like old man it's not that. like that ok Reagan, thanks very much we'll speak to you soon thanks for the call ok cheers Paul cheers buddy cheers Mark thanks, cheers Regan the Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from 5 It's the final league weekend of season 2021 I heard some people saying it seems a long season I think it's absolutely flown in It's our inaugural one here We were the new kids in town Barry Ferguson but I can't continue the new kids in town with this one But it's the new show And thanks to every one of you for tuning in We've had over 600,000 downloads of the programme And many of you listening every night Monday to Friday and at the weekends too And we'll be back next season We'll be back all over the close season as well But obviously at the weekends we're not going to be on throughout the summer But we will be there for the Euros And yeah, I was invited to, to Wembley So we'll be covering it anyway We will be So I'm pleading with uh, what we're going to do this summer <laughs> But you'll hear you it all I, I, let's wait. I don't want to say at the moment, but I have been invited by. Uh, yeah, yeah. sorry right for some. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll be invited you know a few too. Top people. Well, not least yourself, Barry <laughs> and Mark as well. <laughs> but we're looking forward to it. The Euros are only what that's uh, four and a half weeks away until Monday the 14th, isn't it? That's the first yeah. one, and then we're at Wembley um, against England on the 18th, and then four weeks tomorrow. Yeah, four weeks tomorrow. Five weeks tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. four Mark weeks. Yeah, Wednesday. I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Yeah, um, seeing the. The, the squad, a, squad mm-hmm. announcement um, and see if there's any surprises. And you, well, you've been saying it should be Billy Gilmer, David Turnbull should be in there as well. But Stephen, Stevie Clark is quite conservative with a small C, isn't it? He, he stands by players, but he's lost some players, so this is a chance. Do you think Billy Gilmer will be in there? Will he have played enough football? But what an amazing talent. Yeah, well, I would yeah. have him, and I think he will be. Yeah, yeah I Good. think he'll go for him. Good. Um, yeah, I think he will. Billy Gilmer, you think he's lost two um, and uh, Kenny McLean and Ryan Jack, who would have been in the squad all day long, both of them. So he's lost two and we've gained three spaces in terms of the court squad yep. going from 23 mm-hmm. to 26. So there's five places in there to play with, Paul, and I think Billy Gilmore will get one. I think Turnbull will get one. I think James Forrest will get one. Turnbull, Forrest and... I think Patterson. Mm-hmm. I would take him, mm-hmm. but I'm no sure if he'll get it. I would take okay. him, and then you've—I I don't know who, who we get. Nisbet, Shankland, um, mm-hmm. McBurney. No, I think Shea Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's on Dyke for sure. Set, so yeah. there he scored mm-hmm. for Southampton. I think the four that you so, just mentioned, yeah. and add Kevin Nisbet into that. Okay, that's the five. Great. So you're saying Turnbull, Gilmer, Forrest, Forrest, Forrest is Nisbet. quite behind. Sure. Yeah, Nisbet but, and Patterson. Okay, just. But, but, the simple fact he's back, he, he looks fresh. Um, he'll be desperate to play because he's missed so much football. So James Forrest is a shame. You know what? We'll build up to that as the week goes on. But it's been Rangers weekend. It's been Rangers season, not in the cups, and that's something that we know. I mean, Barry said it last weekend. 
no team from the West and no Celtic because Rangers knocked them out and then we went into the Scottish Cup semi-finals and Rangers not there and that also showed me it shows you how well Celtic have done over those years it's incredible to win every domestic trophy for four years phenomenal and Steven Gerrard's got Rangers fired up now they're well ahead of Celtic at the moment Celtic said for ages oh Celtic's better team they'll come back they didn't come back and that team has gone and the Eddie Howe era will start but Rangers it's their moment and Steven Gerrard he really enjoyed it yesterday and he'd been looking forward to the trophy lift it meant so much to him and he talked about the record breaking season I think some of the numbers we we as a group but especially the players have posted this season have been really impressive but when it does settles and we come back to reset to go again they're, they're probably going to go against us because it adds more pressure the expectation goes up naturally at a club like this uh, because we've done it in style we've done it very early but even when you do it and it's done you still wait for this special day to, to be parked up next to uh, this, this trophy which is special to all of us and we've worked ever so hard for it Certainly have. Stephen Davis was there, obviously. Just been announced today as the Football Writers Player of the Year. The former president is with us, Mark Weedy. Yep, Steve Davis. You know, it was a real good um, shortlist, very competitive. Um, and, uh, you know, for Steve Davis to get it, um, can't complain with that at all. You know, whether it was him, Alan McGregor, James Tavernier. It must have been close. Was, yeah, yeah. They, all, all would have been um, worthy winners. But yeah, credit to Steve Davis at 36 years old. To still be doing it week in week out at a high level, and it's not a, it's not um, a sympathy vote that he's getting in. It's not nostalgic from from Stephen Gerrard. Steve Davis de- deserves to be in that side every week. Former Player of the Year Barry. Yeah, I just going to ask, but how's it uh, feel to be called uh, my president? <laughs> 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 oh, I know, well, JFK. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, Stephen Davis. Uh, between him and Alan McGregor, sure. for me, you were um, torn between the two. Yeah, you? I was torn. Um, just the big keeper you didn't fancy a dunt from him did you yeah. <laughs> but if, yeah. look Stephen Davis is as I said at the age and the level that he's played at consistently mm-hmm. and I'm talking about playing Sunday Thursday when it was Europa League yeah, yeah. Sunday again at that age to produce that level of performance um, is is phenomenal for him and you mentioned it earlier on I don't think anyone thought he'd play as much but with Ryan Jack out a bit and the injury and we hope he's back for the new season Harry Kane has just scored for Tottenham against Wolves 1-0 but Stephen Diff let's hear from him before we go today yeah. Yeah. Hey. is that Chris Boyd in the background it's just a it's a Alan McGregor that's it yeah uh, absolutely delighted like, listen you have to enjoy these moments we worked so hard all season to go through the season and unbeaten in the league with 26 clean sheets, I think it is, it's quite phenomenal. And uh, the manner in which we went about this season has been excellent. So like, we're definitely going to enjoy tonight and uh, the coming days. And he paid tribute to his teammates and the team spirit. You need that if you're going to be in a winning team. You need everybody to play their part. And it's certainly been a real squad effort this year. And even to the lads that haven't had the game time, people like Greg Stewart, who, the way they've applied themselves to training every day and pushed everybody else. I think it's, it's part of it that you get that there to be successful. and. Um, there's been so many good consistent performers over the course of the year and it's uh, it's definitely one to, to treasure one to treasure and that was the, the goalkeeper at the beginning yep. yeah <laughs> no surprise that he's in the background um, Alan McGregor I'm sure he'll he wouldn't have been to his bed um, he'd be up celebrating um, Griggsy uh, but listen Stephen Davis just listen to him talk he's a, he's a quality not just a quality player he's a quality guy um, speaks so much sense Um and is, to be honest with you, 
I never thought he would have been able to play this level so consistent in the amount of games that he's played as well. Um, when Ryan Jack got injured, he had to really stand up and make sure he was available for every game because Rangers without a Ryan Jack and Stephen Davis don't operate the same for me. So, listen, deserved it between him and Alan McGregor, but I couldn't argue with, with Stephen Davis getting it. Someone who was in there as well. I bet he had an injury for a while, but uh, he was top scorer for much of the season. Stephen Gerrard paid tribute to his captain. First and foremost, it was about James. He's been here at the club now for five years. He's more educated on it than me. He's had more feelings. He's been on a longer journey than me. When I first spoke to him, he was just before his wedding or just after his wedding. I remember our first conversation like it was yesterday. And the three years has been enjoyable. We, we've had to suffer at times. We've had some setbacks. But we've never lost belief that one day we'd get to this moment. And the important thing now is to use it as a launch pad. At this club, you can't stand still. And one's not enough. I've said it. We'll make the group stronger. We want to share this moment and enjoy it for a few weeks and then reset and go again. Saying what Barry was saying, we'll make the group stronger. Tavernier did get a really hard time, didn't he? And people were beginning to mock yeah. the lack of success. Yeah, he did. He was, he was under a bit of pressure from the yeah. Rangers supporters. There was question marks over if he was, if he was a suitable captain. Mm. I'm not, a lot of that stemmed from the, the programme notes that game against Hamilton Ackies. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of, as if he was questioning the, the mentality within uh, the squad to handle the pressure. But then now that you assess it, and it's interesting, you know, Stephen Gerrard again just hitting the nail on the head. Tavernier has been there for five years, going back to the Championship. I don't know the exact figure, Paul, but you're talking about roughly 300 grand James Tavernier cost. Matt Warburton signed him for around 300 grand and what he's given over five years and how he's taken to the club. And I'm sure if Rangers wanted to sell him at his, at his peak, they, they, they could have get eight, nine, ten million from probably all day long, no bother. Um, but what a piece of business and credit to Matt Warburton and Davy Weir. Uh, for doing that 300 grand for Wigan it's been brilliant what, what one thing I will say about him when he was getting criticised he never had mm-hmm. he always made himself available now it's easy for a player and a manager to maybe have a chat and say look I'm going to take you out the firing line for two or three weeks but no James Tavernier wanted to lead the team out wanted to go and prove people wrong um, and I think his performances for the start of the season up until he got injured well, just brilliant. If I'm being honest with you, um, the levels, the assists he got, the goals, and a lot of people say a lot of them are penalties, but you still got to step up twelve yards out and and put them in the back of the pokey. But overall, he's been um, he's been great for Rangers, as I said, and I like to see people who come through tough times, and he deserves to go and and celebrate because, as I said, he did get criticised. Um, but for me, he's been a proper captain, a proper leader this season. Two minutes left in the programme. Will you come back tomorrow evening, five till seven? Yep. Barry, Mark, yes. you'll come back. Because, Mark, we haven't forgotten, you said on Friday mm-hmm. that Celtic's greatest coach was Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Barry and I both went, oh, so we've got names to throw at you and want to talk to you about that. And Barry, what's your highlight, not for today, for tomorrow night of this season? The moment, something that you really, you think, let's have a think in the next 24 hours, have a think. What's the highlight or moments that you remember from this season? A couple of the memories, it doesn't have to be yeah. just one, a few things about this season because yeah. it's, it is that word, unprecedented. Well, no fans at all this year. I don't want it just now though. Right. But for but tomorrow night, my, I, I, yeah. what, and I'll bring my 26-man squad in tomorrow night as well and get a blend about that. Is that okay? Fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. Okay, that'd be good. I was wanting to go and relax. <laughs> I know. We'll be building up during... You're playing the role of Rob McLean. Rob, Rob he loves... A, Rob loves... A, he, loves a he loves the, you know, the, the, let's work out the team and all that. And Rob will be doing that on Tuesday. But no, t- tomorrow you bring in 26-man squad for it. Good luck to Aaron Cuthbert tonight at Chelsea Women's up against uh, Barcelona. It's going to be tough, but good luck to her. We wish her all the best to Aaron.
Yep, l- listen, I'll be tuning in. Um, good game. Two very good teams. So I'll be tuning in at eight o'clock tonight to watch that. And well done to Brendan Rogers Leicester, we should say. See the yep. he's the only the second manager to win the Scottish and the FA Cup. It's a furious other one. It will exactly well done, of course, did it a few times with Aberdeen. So you'll be back tomorrow night. We'll be on Tuesday as well and we'll build up throughout. But this afternoon, it's uh, well done to Ross County. They stay in the Premiership. They had the 2 1 win at Motherwell. St. Mirren and Dundee United 0 0. But for Kelly, it just wasn't enough. 2 0 at, uh, it doesn't matter. As long as they won, it didn't matter. It was what Ross County did. So they will play Dundee later in the week. And you think, Barry, that they can stay up? Yes, I firmly believe Kilmarnock um, are the stronger team. Dun- hey, listen, Dundee will give them a decent game, but for me, if you're asking my opinion, I think Kilmarnock will do it. It's been Rangers weekend. Thanks to James, our executive producer. Thanks to you for listening. We're back tomorrow night at five. Coming up next, it's Alan Shaw. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.